world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. So good morning. I'm in my war gear today. My embattled warrior shirt. I think Betty got me this one. Betty buys me stuff all the time. My own hat. I got a new new cross hat too. A new uh, different type of camouflage cap. Hey folks, that's a good way to help support us here at Coach Dave Live. Our hats. You're online. Order a hat. Wear a hat. It's a great witness. Everywhere you go, people look at you like look at you like you're crazy. Got this cross hat on. We don't have the. We. I got a few of the red ones. We don't promote those anymore. I got a different. I got another type of camo. I got. I mean. So anyway, I wear my hat every, everywhere I go. Uh, before I get too deep into what's going on, good good job up there. Who's running the board? Uh, good, good job there, Spence, getting that thing up there real quick. But, hey, look, they're twenty five bucks. It costs me five bucks to mail them. Costs us about twelve bucks to. I just I just make a few bucks off of it, but it, it helps. It helps us a little bit. Actually, it's a donation. IRS, it's a donation. It's a donation IRS. So so um, before we get going, I got to get Mel in here because Mel's got a Mel's got to run. And uh, she's got got an announcement for us. And uh, guy, go go, Mel. Yeah, thank you so hang much, on, Coach. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. Hey, folks, listen, you better buckle up. Coming with both barrels today, go, Mel. Thanks so much. Hey, Spencer, if you can go to the events, the upcoming events, that'd be great. So I've got two events that I want to put on your radar. This Saturday, the Resistance Chicks are doing a neighborhood revival. They live in Milford near Cincinnati. And so there's some information online there if you're interested in that, if you're in that part of the state. Starts at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. And then um, next Saturday is the Ladies Retreat at Piedmont Lake in um, southeastern Ohio, kind of central southeastern. This is going to be a really beautiful day of rest, worship, and fellowship. Um, I'm going to be there. Michelle Daubenmeyer is going to be there. And I would just encourage, you know, any ladies that are they're looking for something to do on Saturday the 14th, it goes from 10 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. If you're planning on coming, if you could contact uh, Michelle or myself, I put my email in the chat. So, um, yeah, I would love to see you ladies there. Um, that's it, Coach. Thanks so much. Just fellowship is what we're trying to do. And real quickly, because I haven't done a very good job of this, Mark Madden, good to see you there this morning. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee's got something going on on the 14th down there in Kentucky. Can can we be two places at one time? Can we be at Piedmont Lake and then another group down at Kentucky? Salt and Light Brigade meeting. Now, look, the one on Saturday, October 14th. It's not an overnighter. It's not a big thing. It's anybody down there in that area, we're going to get together, have a, just a little bit of fellowship, eat some pizza, and just touch bases. Is that is that pretty much it, Bobby? I assume I'm sure yeah, Bobby's yeah. That's that's pretty much it. It's gonna be a good afternoon. Just show up, fellowship, coach to talk a little bit. And if I could pull somebody else in from the area just to speak for a short period, I'm working on that. But the idea is for us to develop relationships and uh, support each other in the times in which we live. All right, it's not an overnight stay, it's people can drive in and drive out. What time does it start, Bobby?
Bobby went back to sleep on me there. What the, oh, there it is. I'm sorry. Starts at 11 a.m. Goes from 11 until 5, all right? Cool. Cool. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, thanks for putting that together and doing that. Uh, uh, anybody else? Jeff's got his hand. Anybody? Yeah, Jeff, go ahead. Let me get some stuff out of the way, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive in with both feet here. Go, go ahead, Jeff. Just to let you know, the mayor of Mount Vernon signed my permit. I got it for all of October, every Saturday, one to three. So we're going to do it again in October. Time to amp it up, baby. Time to, Mike Blake, good to see you out there. Whatever you're getting ready to eat there, good to see you. That, good. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. I, um, I see, I think it's starting to, uh, I think it's, I'm, I'm going to say this in the right way. Happy birthday to my granddaughter, Reese. The days are 13. I'm a grandfather of a 13-year-old teenager today. And then I want to say, this will mean something to some of you. won't mean anything to others. Our daughter Maggie, with little Declan, one of you guys know what happened with little Declan. He's healthy as a horse. They moved into their new home last night, and uh, uh, it's just it's just a glorious moment. Just a glorious moment. Uh, we now have I have family there, and I have family there, and I have family here. It's and I have family here. It's all good. It's all good. But I I uh, I told Michelle this morning, who I love more. I, man, when I when I got her, wow. Uh, we're on the verge of some. We're on. We're on the verge of something cataclysmic. You guys, I just. I'm not trying to scare everybody. You know that, right? We're on the verge of something cataclysmic. You guys get that, don't you? October. October has always been from a financial standpoint. That's when stock markets crash and all that kind of stuff. We're so overextended on our debt. We got all this craziness going on. The the Luciferian left knows they can't win with Joe Biden. They know they can't win with Kamala Harris. They know they they basically they don't have anybody. They nobody. They have nobody. Mike Obama. Maybe they'll bring Michael Obama back in. They don't have anybody. They are really really desperate. They're arresting Trump. They're doing all this kind of stuff and, and the division and the confusion because Satan is the author of confusion. And because he's the author of confusion, unless we are spiritually attuned, the Bible tells us what? That my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And it also tells us that we are deceived. It says, because they rejected the truth, it says in 2 Thessalonians, the Lord would send a strong delusion that they would believe a lie. We are deluded. Hey, Pull that up real quick, Spencer. Mr. Webster, what does it mean to delude? Delude? Because that's where we are, what I'm going to talk about today. By the way, a lot of what I'm going to talk about today involves me, because I'm, I'm trying to lay groundwork here. So, so there he goes, talking about himself. Um, if you think of To delude is to deceive, to impose on. Did you ever think about a delusion having something imposed on you? And yesterday on my Brideon show, and then even uh, on our show here yesterday, we talked about the delusion that less than 1% of the population is controlling everything. The transgender movement's controlling everything. It's controlling everything, right? The tyranny of the minority. We spoke about that yesterday. That's what's going on. Why? Because that's the plan. See, folks, if we can understand that the Bible tells us in Psalm 11:3 that if the foundations be destroyed. Now, I've never been a builder. I can't build anything. But I know this. If you build a building and you put it on posts, if those posts aren't straight, that building's not going to stand very long. It's going to teeter and top, you know, right? I built a, sky, a tree house one time. Yeah, it looked like a, <laughs> a jigsaw puzzle. I mean, it didn't even go together, right? So if the foundations aren't good, your building's not going to stand very long. 
The Bible asks us, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? So they're trying pillar to post, pillar to post. They're trying to destroy the foundation of America. Do you get it? See, they just can't come sweeping in and say, hey, here we are. We're Luciferian communism and we're going to destroy everything. No, 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 no. Infiltration. John F. Kennedy told us infiltration rather than invasion. Although we're starting to see the invasion now of people coming across the border. Do you think that's by accident? No, everything, everything designed to knock another pillar out. You tracking with me, Clay? You guys track with what I'm saying? And because we don't understand, because our churches in particular have decided that they were not going to get involved in politics, we have we, we have to work double time, like, for instance, here in the state of Ohio, issue, issue one's coming up, which is issue one on our Constitution is designed to murder babies up until after they're born. Issue one, we'll give them that right. It'll do away with parental rights, all that stuff. So we want everybody to vote no on issue one, and churches will not talk about it. We'll talk about it. Are you tracking with me out there? How, how does this how does this happen? How does this get into the point? Let me, to make the point, let me do this real quick. To make the point, Spencer, I want you to pull up. Uh, uh, hang on. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me, I think. Is that it? It says stand up priest. Pull this. Pull this up or stand up priest. Because I got, I got an email from a friend of mine who's working hard to try to get to the Catholic vote and explain to the Catholic what's going on. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Try to get to the Catholic vote to explain what's going on. And, of course, most priests, just like most pastors, won't, they won't take a position on it. They, won't take, they say it's political. We don't get involved in politics. This is one of the most wicked things ever to come to the state of Ohio. Issue one will do away with all parental rights. Do away to murder babies up to and including after birth. Yes, yes, yes. After birth, yes. I would call that murder, right? So I want us to play this. This is just a real quick evidence of finally a priest, a priest. Look, are you looking at me? Are you Catholics? Are you looking at me? You know, 70% of Catholics vote Democrats. 70% of Catholics. You vote for baby killers and homo lovers. You understand that? So the priests aren't going to stand up and say anything because why? Because they don't want to upset the people either. They know all the people sitting in the pew are Democrats. Why? Because John F. Kennedy was a Catholic. And when John F. Kennedy ran for the Democratic nomination and won and ran for president as a Catholic, it was a clarion call to all Catholics be Democrats. And they're still stuck in that, along with the unions. The unions of Democrats are for the little guys. The unions all continue, factory workers, still blindly vote for things that are destructive to America. By the way, the Republicans ain't much better. So I'm not here blowing the horn for the Republicans. But finally, this priest, I don't know where he is, John Newman Catholic Church in Sunbury, Ohio. Scroll down. It's only about three minutes. Listen to what he said in front to his congregation. You can read. Go ahead. Right there. Play it. Two minutes and 39 seconds. My dear brothers and sisters, you may be aware that radical, out-of-state pro-abortion groups are trying to change our Constitution in Ohio to make abortion up to birth, up to birth, all nine months now, sex change surgeries, sex change hormones, sterilization, and any quote-unquote what they call reproductive decision, a constitutional right for any person of any age, of any age. It doesn't specify in their amendment. 
This change would remove and prohibit any requirement, prohibit any requirement for parental notification, consent, or involvement regarding these so-called reproductive decisions, sexual treatment for minors, etc. This is extreme. It's radical. We have to defeat it. Period. And so, what can we do? Well, there's uh, number one, pray. We pray that the Holy Spirit may come down upon us, the state, soften hearts and minds to the will of God. This is not a political issue, as our bishop said. It's a moral one. It's a gospel Who cares what your bishop said? issue. Second, fast. That means you give up snacks or food. I hate fasting because I like to eat. But it's very powerful, as our Lord says. Number three, spread the news on your social media. Tell others about the extreme nature of this amendment. And four, vote. You must vote. It's an obligation we have, citizens of this state. So vote yes. I'm going to recommend you vote yes and encourage you in August. Yes, August. No in November. No, no. To remember that. August, yes. You're voting no. Okay, that's enough. No, November. Vote no. Now listen, there's a movement out there. Mel, maybe you can hear me too. I don't know if you're driving wherever. There's a movement out there where people are, like people like you and me are going church to church with flyers. And they're speaking to the pastors with the, re, the, the importance of this issue. And that might be something we may want to get involved with. Because can I tell you the truth? Most pastors not only don't know, they don't care. And we have to go and put, turn the pressure up on them to tell their, shouldn't have, should, hey, somebody help me out here. A pastor standing in his pulpit saying, vote no and stop killing babies and protecting the rights of parents so, is that a political issue? Is there if 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 your pastor would not get up in the pulpit and say that, I would run for my life if he wouldn't say that. If he's so bound up and oh, whatever. go ahead, Glenn. Go ahead, Glenn. Yeah. So, in, in addition to what you just said, uh, Created Equal actually has uh, what they're doing is they're knocking on doors and giving out literature. That's right. So they they, they are covering the state. They have I think it's four four people geographically as contacts. Uh, and uh, so if you want to be a door knocker and hand out literature, uh, contact Created Equal. They're looking for volunteers. By the way, Glenn, they're doing this. Folks, they have a walking list. In other words, it's a friendly list. That They're just going door to door with the list of people they know that are friendly to the pro-life cause. And they're knocking on the door and they're handing them a literature and encouraging them to get out and vote. So this is not a combative thing that you would do. You would be going to a friendly audience, just trying to wake them. Are you with? Hey, folks, we're already voting. We're already voting right now. It's already open to vote right now. We can't wait till November. People are voting right now. Go ahead, Tracy. There's another group in Ohio also that is going out and uh, putting literature on cars in church parking lots. So that's uh, going on in Ohio too. Okay. Good. 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 Hey, hey folks. See, look. We don't understand this is this could be life or death for America. This could be life or death for the American church. You understand that? If, look, hey, friends, if they can vote that they can kill a human being, do you think they can vote to silence the mouth of the church? Can they put that on the ballot as well? No more proselytizing? If you open your mouth about Jesus, huh? 
Man, I, I, I can't believe people can't see where this thing's going. That's why I'm an embattled warrior. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, we're going to focus on that every Saturday at the square. Yeah, I need yep. more of them yard signs. We're going to line that square with them signs. Just let the people know for two hours every Saturday. That's right. Vote no, vote no, vote no. Hey, friend, look, look, friends. I, if it was me, parental rights. That's what I would camp on parental rights. Parental rights. Boom. They can cut off your child's penis without telling you. That, that's what. That's where this will lead. I'm not being a fair monger. This is where it's going to bleed. This is where it's going to lead. Oh, man, I got so much stuff. All right. Other on. states need to take note, too, Coach. Yeah. Because yeah. this is going to come. This is going everywhere. Bellwether. This is bellwether for sure. Bellwether for sure. Ohio will be the bellwether for sure. Jack. It's, it's really a sad day, Coach, because Ohio apparently is a direct democracy, as is Maine. And once you have 50% of the people on the dole, you can't win. That's where, we're, that's where it's heading, Jack. That's why, that's why, man, I'm telling you, we got to get ready. Hey, so listen, let me, let me take you somewhere today. I'm excited. I'm getting my energy back. I don't know if you're picking up on that. I'm getting my energy back. I'm feel, feeling a lot better. Thank God for all of you prayed. And no, I don't know what happened. I don't know what that was all about, but I'm getting back. Me being me again. Okay. Now I want to, I want to show you something here. Lord, help me go to number 10. I've been wanting to show this for about three days and haven't, haven't showed it. I want you to watch. It's the last thing, abortion, 1982. Uh, folks, this was just this just popped up into my. This shows how ineffective the church is. All right, this is this is 1982. Seventeen thousand babies were found in a storage unit in Los. This is an old media clip, Spencer. You can you can speed it up to 1.5 speed. We may not even watch the whole thing, but friends, this. See, they just keep changing the standard on us, and we let them get away with it. They just change. They just move and move and move and move. Because why? Deception. Deception. What was that word in head up there? Delusion. Strong delusion. We're deluded. Go ahead. Play this. 1982. Our story concerns abortion and began, strangely enough, in this relatively peaceful suburb of Los Angeles. Malvin Weisberg, a pathologist, owned a large storage container which he kept in his backyard. When he failed to make the final two payments, it was repossessed. Uh, we made a decision to repossess it because his uh, check did not clear the bank. And so we sent the truck out to pick up the container. I rolled out there and uh, took the pots up and uh, started pulling it up. And uh, it, it was so heavy, it just uh, it broke, uh, broke the winch. And we couldn't get it off the trailer, so we had to leave it on the trailer because it was too heavy. So I was asked by Nick to have a crew go down and unload the container at the other yard. I got a radio call that, uh, from Ron Gillette, the foreman. He said the men were throwing up and there was something really wrong. One of them fell down and hit me right in front of my feet. And it was opened up, and there it was. It was a, it was a mutilated body. And the more closer I looked at it, it was a human body. And when I came to work the following day, I, uh, I saw it myself. I couldn't believe it. And it just, you know, just looked at babies, you know, just all torn pieces. The heads chopped off, arms, legs, you know, just... Uh, it just makes you sick to see something like that. Well, it really just, you know, it makes you want to cry when you see something like that. Starting at the very front of this container, it was just wall clear to the ceiling and clear to the sides, filled with them. I really don't want to witness it again. Not, not what I saw. Well, as a supervisor for the county of Los Angeles, we found out through the, through the media that 17,000 infants had been uh, stored in a container. So we asked for an investigation by the district attorney in the coroner's office. We found approximately 190 
were over 20 weeks of age, I think some as, as long as, uh, as old as 25, 27 weeks. Uh, Mr. Antonovich contacted Mr. Gutierrez. Glenn Wong is a funeral director for a major Los Angeles mortuary. Uh, Ask us uh, to go ahead and handle the burial of the fetuses. How I came involved was uh, they were asking if it were possible to have anyone photograph these fetuses, and I so happened to be also a photographer. How many fetuses were actually involved in the autopsies? Uh, there were approximately about 40, 44, if I'm correct. And why were the autopsies performed? Uh, they were to find out why uh, or what was the reason of the cause of death. That wasn't apparent? Um, apparently not. No, I've seen some of these fetuses and believe me, they were apart. There were some where the uh, eyes were bulging and some where the uh, chest cavity was ripped open. I do remember one was where I saw hand and feet all apart. So it was kind of like the hands were intact, the woman's feet were intact, choice, and everything else. Talking about a woman's like, choice. Uh, just a little potpourri. A little everything. So you can, you can turn that off. I've seen enough of it, right? 1982. 1982. Hey, hey, Clay, help me out. You're smarter than math. How long ago was that? 1982. Somebody do the math for me. 18 and 43 years. 41 years. 41 years. 41 years. 41 years. And we're still voting on it. 41 years and we're still voting on it. So, so, uh, got to give the devil credit, man. He's, he's good. He's good. Okay, I got, I'm heading somewhere. Stay with me, okay? Go to police state trailer. Police state trailer. Uh, Dines D'Souza. Hey, they're coming for you. They're coming. Uh, this is Dinesta Souza's police state trailer of a of a movie he has made that's going to be released. I think he says October twenty second. Not going. Well, what's this? Two and a half minutes. Hey, hang on, hang on. You're not safe. I'm going to tell you this. You're not safe from your government. You're not safe. The Luciferians have seized control of the government. And there's not a Christian safe. Go ahead. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. Hang on, freeze it, freeze it, freeze it, freeze it, freeze it. Who are the MAGA Republicans? Would the MAGA Republicans be half of the population? At least half of the population? And here's the President of the United States calling half of the population villains. Villains. Hey, folks, they mean it. They mean it. Start it again. They think you're a villain. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. It took a battering ram to my door. 6 a.m. I hear boom, boom, boom. And hear about six to eight military-style soldiers. With the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI, we have an arrest warrant. Shock you out of sleep, drag you out of your house half-clothed, refuse to give you a warrant, ransack your house, 
Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech. I had no reason to be attacked. I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going to expand the Bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has yep. kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremists. It really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, freeze that. they... Freeze that. All we need is a person to look at, and then we go create the crime. Go ahead. Define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply. When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown. We are going to drain the swamp. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. Google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so that they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins. You take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop. You take that out and you put in January 6th. It's the replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media. They're not just deplatforming you. They are trying to throw people in prison. If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Hands on your head! These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech! Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Police State. Exclusively in theaters, October 23rd and 25th. Tickets sold only on policestatefilm.net. Okay, so what did they do, right? They created the separation between the church and the state, and they've now made the church the enemy. Anybody say that? Anybody, you guys get what I'm saying, right? Right? And they're monitoring this broadcast right now because they view me and you as an enemy, as a terrorist against the state. Now, one of the things I said yesterday on my Brideon show, if we would, uh, folks, <clears throat> If they were to take a vote in America today on whether or not the border should be closed, what do you think the vote would be? 80-20? 90-10? Why isn't the border closed? If they would take a vote today on whether or not they should be teaching transgenderism in our public schools, what would the vote be? 70-30? 80-20? Why are they teaching transgenderism in our schools? If they were to take a vote today and ask people, do you want to send money to the Ukraine? The vote would be what? 90-10? Maybe 95-5 against it? I agree with them. But they're sending money to the Ukraine. What the hell is going on? Church, what is going on? That's what drives me every day when I walk down that million-dollar escalator over here to what the hell is going on with the church that they can't wake up and see that their noose is closing. That never happened to me. Hey, Chad, tilt your mailbox. Huh? They're coming to take me away. Ha, ha, ha. They're coming to take me away. Huh? Yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. Now, airborne Airborne COVID, 
coming from vaccines. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you think, see, you know what the problem is? You don't understand the depth of evil. You don't understand how evil people can be. You don't understand how dark the human heart is apart from Christ. You don't understand. Amen. So you say, well, I would never do. Oh, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't. They, Charles Schumer, he wouldn't do that, dumbass. What do you think they're doing? What do you think they're doing to Bill Dunphy? What do you think they're doing to Isaac Yoder? What do you think they're doing? Oh, you're safe, though. You're safe. Hey, I know this, Clay. Let's just vote in some Republicans. Woo! We get some of them Republicans in there. How stupid are we? How stupid are we? Now, folks, I'm going to give you some good news here. This whole thing, this whole shooting match is about to collapse. We are so far in debt, and it may happen this month. It may happen. Now, I don't want to get into the thing, October 4th, tomorrow, turn off your phones. They're going to do it. To, I, I, look, look, if, if they do, they do. I'm, I'm, I'll am i be damned if I'm going to run and hide in my cabin, afraid of the boogeyman. If it happens, it happens. I ain't going to be the only guy that's going to get zapped because I got my phone on, okay? Distract, distract, distract. Can I? Okay. Okay. Let me. Courts on drag show. Pull that up there real quick. Doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. So, so, so another federal court. This is why we got to keep doing. This is why we got to keep fighting. A court now, Texas. See the people in Texas. <clears throat> they voted out of their legislature a ban on drag queen shows. Huh? It's a ban on them. Well, I'll be darned. Some federal judge says it's unconstitutional. <laughs> huh? Oh yeah, you can't protect children. That's unconstitutional to protect children because why? Because the pervert doesn't get a chance to show off in front of, and you violated his right to free expression. Are we freaking crazy or what? Now here's a question, huh? What are we going to do about it? Are we going to continue to sit around in kowtow and obey these wicked judges with these wicked rulings? By the way, a Reagan appointee. That these guys are just doing artistic expression. Just like they said, pornography was just artistic expression, right? Right? Oh, we are an unbelievable time. I'm not nearly done, but I see attorney Roger Weaver's got his hand up. Come on in, Roger. Well, Dave, always ignore me. I never want to hurt, hurt your rhythm. Well, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. But um, I, I've been watching recently what's going on in our major cities, the homelessness the fentanyl drug addiction. Um, And they're doing nothing, nothing to stop it. Uh, You go to San Francisco, businesses are moving out. Uh, The people are in the streets uh, living in tents. It is like a third world country in these big cities. And you cannot help but look at these environments and, and believe and understand that this is something planned. This is something planned. Trump's wall was going to be like $6 billion. I'm not saying it would have solved everything. But we have sent well over $200 billion to Ukraine. We've paid for their firefighters. We've paid for their, their politicians' paycheck. And people in our country are in desperate straits. Right. This has got to be a planned invasion. It is. It is. It is. It is. And now, hey, folks, now they're appointing a senator in California who doesn't even live in California. Did you guys see that? 
They've nominated a senator in California to cover for doc, Dr. Diane Feinstein, Steen, Stein, whatever. She died, so the governor gets to appoint a new, new person to fill the seat, and the woman he appointed doesn't even live in California. She lives in Maryland. She's the head of some pro-abortion lobby in Maryland, and they're going to appoint her. It's, it's amazing. And a lesbian. A lesbian and a lesbian, black lesbian. I mean, I'm, how long is this going to go on? Uh, hang on, let me let me keep going here. Let me keep going. Go ahead, Myra, quickly. Which it is written in regard to rebellion. Um, Jeremiah fifty-one twenty-four to twenty-five, and I will render unto Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldea all their evil that they have done in Zion, in your sight, saith the Lord. Behold, I am against thee, all destroying mountains, saith the Lord, which destroys all the earth, and I will stretch out my hand upon thee, and roll thee down from the rocks, and I will make thee a burnt mountain. Hallelujah. No, Myra, you're reading that Old Testament. He got born again. God got born again in the New Testament. He's now love, 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 toleration, tolerant diversity. He's for all that stuff now, Myra. Stay out of that Old Testament. You're just leading us all astray. Quickly, Jack, get ready. Hey, hang on a minute. Hang on. I want you to get ready for me. Uh, uh, which one is it? Amen. Right at the top. Amen. Get it ready. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Okay. We, we, we got to break the paradigm. Um, got to break it. Trump had, Trump had the option to close the border. Close the border is not synonymous with build a wall. Any one of us with anything strategic, any strategic brain or military background would say, close the border. We could have closed the border in 48 hours. Yes, and we're paying the penalty with, yep. for living inside that box. You have to do it this way, and he blew it. Coach, hey folks, Christian America is the only thing that stands before worldwide darkness and tyranny. Christian America is the only thing. And they have to undermine Christian America. Okay, I came across this this morning. This was pretty good. Go ahead. What does it mean to be a man? It means that I am presumed to be the villain, that I am guilty of things that other men have done that I have never done and that they have never done in front of me for me to be able to stop them. It means at 18 I have to sign up for the selective service to be sent off to war that I might not agree with by a president I didn't vote for. It means that I'm supposed to provide, work long hours, work overtime, work in dangerous conditions, and that my life is expendable. It means that I'm supposed to protect and respect women, but I'm told that that's not enough just to be a good guy. But in order to stop bad guys, that would require leadership, competition, and aggression. Things I'm told are signs of toxic masculinity. It means that I address women as ma'am, but I'm told by a woman in her 20s or early 30s that that's insulting, that I'm calling her old, even though I call four-year-old girls ma'am. It means I open the door for women and offer to carry heavy objects for them, but I'm told that that's being misogynistic and that I am demeaning her as a woman, implying that she can't do it for herself. It means growing up, I was taught almost nothing about raising children. And even if I'm in my 30s or 40s and have children of my own, my competency as a parent is questioned. And spending time with my own children is referred to as babysitting. It means that kissing boo-boos, giving affection to my own child, or checking for a dirty diaper could be misconstrued as sexual. 
It means in divorce I'm almost guaranteed to lose custody of my children and my role as a parent to be boiled down to providing part of my income. It means one of the main ways I am measured as a person is by how much I can earn, which can result in severe depression when I find myself unemployed or unable to earn enough. A depression in feelings I was never encouraged as a boy to express. I was told to toughen up and man up, and that it was considered girly or weak to show those emotions. And despite all those hardships, I am told that I benefit from a patriarchal society that I no more helped built than the person saying that to me. The examples I'm given that we live in a patriarchal society is that the 535 members of Congress are majority men, or that every president has been a man, or the majority of billionaires are men. But all those men added up is less than a thousand, and I'm not a billionaire, and I've never been a member of Congress. And those less than a thousand men have very little in common with the other 160 million men in this country. But most of all, what it means to be a man is that all the things that I was taught to be strong, a leader, a protector, are now referred to as toxic masculinity by women. Which confuses and troubles me greatly because everything I was taught as a young boy it meant to be a man was taught to me by my mother. Which was also true for my friends who were lucky enough to have a father in their life growing up. They were mainly raised by their mothers. Boom, Vinny. Put that in the chat. Boom. That's a boom, right? That's a boom. Now, I'm heading someplace else here. Good evening and welcome. Oh, this is good too. I don't. I don't have time to get everything good to you. Go, go ahead and play that. Play about three minutes of Tucker Carlson, because Tucker Carlson, right here, this dude nails it, folks. It's ten minutes and fifty-three seconds. Here's what he talks about. Tucker Carlson's about to get saved. Huh? He talks about overcoming the fear of death. You overcome the fear of death when you reach the point where you're no longer afraid to die. You're uncontrollable. Go ahead and play it. The person who's brave wins, period. And in a moment like this, the stakes are higher. It's not just a matter of like being the next guy who invents something cool and then figures out a way to sell it. No, it's do you want your children to be able to live here? Do you want to have grandchildren at all? And if you're not brave, that won't happen. And it's very clear at this point. And I could bore, I could bore you with a lot of dark stats, but I'm not going to because you know them. And so be brave. And by the way, there's nothing easier. The key to being brave is brooding about death. I'm just, I'm, this is just true, I believe. The key to being brave is brooding about death. All anxiety and all fear stems from those basic of all fears, which is the fear of death, which is inborn. You feel it from the moment you arrive because you know it's going to end on some level. My deepest child on our fifth birthday burst into tears and I said, why? All my other more shallow children were psyched for the cake. My deep child said, well, I, I don't want it to end. And I said, what? My life. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I could drown in these waters. They're too deep. I did start crying. Yes, I did. Okay, I'll admit it. Um, but anyway, but whether we articulate it or not, that is the root of all anxiety. And so you need to focus on that. And I grew up in a place when I was a kid called La Jolla, California, which had a lot of, I know someone just snickered. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, it has a lot going for it. It's beautiful and all that. But in retrospect, the one thing that made it a really bad place actually to grow up and to live and why I don't visit anymore, is there was only one taboo in La Jolla and in all kind of affluent towns like La Jolla in the West, which is death. It's like the one thing you could not talk about. I mean, people, people had freaky sex situations in La Jolla, that would, but even in Wilmington, you'd be shocked by it. And I'm serious, okay? <laughs> it's a little inside joke for people from Wilmington. Oh. 
Anyway, sorry. Uh, but you would be like there. Nothing was judged. Like, well, I ended up, you know, marrying the babysitter, but then I brought the massage therapist in for some polygamy. And people were like, oh, that's cool. Really? Yeah. No problem. No judgment whatsoever. None. The one thing you couldn't do was talk about dying or any of its attendant symptoms like aging. No aging. And if you got old enough and your, and your age was visible enough, you had to go to Palm Springs. You had to. No, I'm serious. It was our equivalent Please, of putting you on the lot. ice flow. The this is worth listening to, folks. The greatest fear you have, the, the heart of all fear is death. It's at the heart of all of it. All of it. And uh, we know this, that Jesus Christ took the keys to death. Jesus Christ took the keys to death. If you're in Christ, there is no death. In it. There is no death. There's only advancement in the kingdom. That's all it is. We don't think that way because we're constantly bombarded by fear. Fear, fear, death, 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 death. Okay, I want to transition to something else that may seem self-serving, but I came across this today, and it blew me away. And if you would, go down at the bottom, the very bottom, Spencer. No, yeah, right before 9, it says, uh, Dobbin Meyer News Reviews. Dobbin Meyer News Reviews. Folks, I came across this. I, I don't know how I stumbled on it today. This is an archive. You guys know I write, write commentaries. I want you to know I'm not some fall off the turnip truck yesterday, started a show, and now people are watching it. Scroll down the bottom of this. This is the archive, partial archive, of what I've written at News with Views over the past how many years? Go clear down at the bottom. Clear down at the bottom. Right there. Churches are spreading mad cow disease, 5-11-04. Can anybody do math for me? Huh? How, how long ago would that be? Nine, Five? 19 nine, years. Okay. 19 years. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. There are others that aren't even on here. That, that earlier than this. Okay? And Spencer, just, just leave that right there. Voices from the past. Not on my watch. Counterfeit salt. Every one of these you ought to read. Who am I? ADD is absent dad disorder. Fighting evil on the wrong field. Christians have no fear of God. Divided America, the big lie. Doesn't God care? Trust me. Corrosive Christianity. Can the church awaken from a persistent vegetative state? American church leadership abandons Terry Schiavo. That's when I went down. Go to the top. Scroll up to the top. 04. Clear up the top. Keep going, gone. This thing stops at 17. Christless conservatism, 2, 3, 23, 17. This is just a portion. One of the things I've been working on behind the scenes, shame on me, Gary Dunlap is trying to put this into a book-type form. Uh, this, these are unbelievable. Let's make the church great again. I've, I lied to the pollsters. Thank God for Trump. Two crime families running America for 30 years. Crazy stuff. So I want to show you something here. Pull up for me. Out of these, I was scrolling down through that. I said, Lord, uh, didn't I write one, Lord, uh, policing the law-abiding? Didn't I write that somewhere, Lord? And lo and behold, I did. When did I write that? Because this is what we're dealing with, okay? This is May 31st, 2007. Was anybody awake in 2007? Okay, now look, I'm going to read down through this, and I want you to know that the, when they when they, when they uh, they do internet stuff. Some of the 
like if you put quotation marks on your computer, it the code's different. So the, I got to read it because there's some mixed code in there. It doesn't make sense. So bear with me a little bit. This is 2007. How many years ago is that, Spencer? You went to public school. You probably know. 2007? 15 years? 16, isn't it? I was out riding my bike this past week. Hang on. Go back to the top. Because, folks, this is what's going on. And I told you this in 2007, policing the law abiding. Are you with me? I was out riding my bicycle this past weekend, fighting my own version of the Battle of the Bulge. And I usually ride on back roads in order to keep out of the way of the traffic. Plus, it gives me more time to think about things which I can ride. My wife tells me that I spend way too much time with me. <laughs> Bicycles, I've been told, are not to be ridden with the same flow as the traffic. It doesn't make sense to me. Common sense tells me my chances of a healthy ride going up is if I can see the traffic coming. So I ride my bike facing the traffic. I like my chances of avoiding a collision if they aren't sneaking up from behind me. Somebody say amen. You know what I'm talking about? I like mm. to ride my bike into the traffic so I can see what they're doing. But that got me flipped off last Saturday. Yeah, seems some guy had had to move into the center of the road to avoid my oversight load. Hey, dumbass, don't you know the law? You're on the wrong side of the road. I hope a cop gives you a ticket. This fine law-abiding citizen chastised me. He flipped me off. Flipped his lighted cigarette at me at the window. At least I saw it coming because <laughs> I was facing him, right? Speaking of cops, my two-wheel journey took me a few hundred yards down the road onto the overpass that crosses over Interstate 70. There, sitting along the highway, was an Ohio State Highway Patrolman with his radar gun shooting at oncoming traffic in the westbound lane. Quotations, protecting and serving, it said on the side of his car. I mumbled to myself, probably part of the click it or ticket program being promoted for, by the safety Nazis. Funny, isn't it? How much money the authorities make by enforcing laws that make us safer. Hmm. Wouldn't his time and our money be better spent looking for carjackers or rapists or illegal aliens? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Remember, Ooh, what's the theme? Amen. What's the theme? They're policing the law abiding. They want to make sure those who are following the law continue to follow the law because they can't do a damn thing about the crooks. And I'm curious, just where does the money go when I pay my $100 fine for not buckling up? Shouldn't the purpose of a fine be to pay back the one that was injured? Well, who does an unbuckled seatbelt harm? Seems to me someone is making a lot of money forcing me to be safe. You know what they say, follow the money. I've often wondered if cops get a commission on the tickets they write. Do they, Chad? I wonder if they do. I heard somewhere, it could have been me talking to myself on one of my previous bike rides, that you really aren't committing a crime if there is no victim. What? Yeah, in fact, victimless crimes are a whole new genre of offenses that have been codified into law. Most of them are nothing more than do-good legislation sponsored by those palms are, and are greased by Special interest groups. Click it or ticket. Buckle up. Huh? The insurance companies want us to buckle up, so they encourage some pencil neck to write it into law. And now our cops spend their time monitoring law-abiding citizens rather than chasing criminals. Writing a law, create a crime, produce a criminal, make a buck. Is America great or what? Can somebody say amen out there? Is this nailing it back in 2007? Nailed it. 
Most of what we call laws, nothing more than the intrusion of government into the lives of otherwise peaceful citizens. Every time I see a state trooper sitting with his radar, radar gun blazing, I can't help but wonder what the real criminals are doing while this policeman stalks the unbuckled. While thousands of man hours are spent making sure my seatbelt is secure and my speedometer is not over the posted limit, crime is exploding all around us. I think law enforcement officials understand the game. They know they can't keep the criminals from committing crime, so they spend most of their efforts making sure the law-abiding citizens are controlled. They must never allow the law abiders to realize that they can get away with breaking the law. Leave the career criminals alone and go get those dangerous folks who don't buckle up. As my father-in-law likes to remind me, The purpose of a law is to keep honest people honest. Sadly, most of what passes as a crime today really doesn't hurt anybody. Speeding is a victimless crime. Going 100 miles an hour on a modern freeway doesn't hurt anyone. Of course, the potential for injury is there. But in America, we don't punish potential crimes. Every time I mow my yard, there's a chance I could hurt someone with a flying rock. But if I don't mow... I'll be in trouble with the authorities for letting my grass grow too long. So throwing a rock out of my mower is not a crime, at least not yet. Hitting my neighbor with a rock, well, that should be a crime. In the natural law, this is called malum prohibitum. Did you guys ever hear of this? Malum prohibitum? Click on it, Spencer. What is malum prohibitum? Malum prohibitum, never heard of it. Malum prohibitum is literal translation is wrong. Is a Latin phrase used to refer to conduct that constitutes an unlawful act only by virtue of a statute. In other words, malum prohibition means something becomes a crime that was never a crime before only because they make it one. Are you with me? Are you with me? That's what, and the malum C is different, which is a crime that is inherently wrong, such as rape or murder or stealing or lying. That is a crime. Malum prohibitum is made up crimes. Oh, I think America, 2007, I think America would be a better place if we worried more about crimes that actually harmed others as opposed to those with the potential to harm or crimes that only harm oneself. Crime prevention is a good thing. Making up crimes is not. You may think I'm nitpicking, but I think we need to realize what's happening around us. In the battle for liberty, small things cannot be ignored. Remember, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. In a nation where everything is a crime, soon everyone will be a criminal. Somebody say boom. Somebody say boom. 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 Look at the Ten Commandments. Every one of them is not only a violation of the law of God, but they are a violation of the rights of another. That is why Jesus encapsulated the Ten Commandments in the two. A sin is something you do against another. Shouldn't a crime be measured by the same measure? I'll be honest with you. Most of the hassles in my life don't come from keeping the laws of God. No. Most of my headaches come from keeping the laws of man. The purpose of God's law is self-restraint, while man-made law is government restraint. Man, this is good, isn't it? We have traded the Ten Commandments of God for the 10,000 commandments of government. Tell the truth now. You really think that was a good trade? I recently read in our local paper the story of a man who was arrested. It's a true story. A man who was arrested for driving with a suspended license. Hey, Mel, can you relate? 
It seems that the local police, in an effort to crack down on crime, were on high alert. Tom was pulled over for having a burned out brake light, 35 bucks. In the course of the traffic stop, it was determined that he was guilty of failure to buckle his seatbelt, 100 bucks. Talking on his cell phone while driving, another 100 bucks. And 45 in a 35, 75 more dollars. But a quick check on the in cruiser computer showed that his license had been revoked for failure to pay a running a red light charge earlier in the year. It seems that a camera mounted at a busy intersection caught him pushing his luck at the yellow light. But bullheaded Tom neglected to send in his $125 ransom to the camera committee and they suspended his license. So the police cuffed him, took him to jail, and pounded his car. He hired a lawyer, $1,000, who bailed him out of jail, $275. He was found guilty of all charges and assessed court costs, $210. The impound lot charged him $150. Insurance rates went up. His name appeared in the paper. His family was mortified, and he lost his job as a truck driver. This is good. This is real. This is real life. Sign, sign everywhere is a sign. Block that scenery break in my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign? Every day when I ride my bike, I look for that fellow that flipped me off. I hope our paths cross soon. I checked with the police. There's no law stating which side of the road one must ride a bike, although they do suggest you ride with the flow of traffic. Well, there ought to be a law against it. I can almost hear my antagonist growl as he flips his cigarette at me. Hey, that's littering, I yell at him as I pedal towards the interstate. With some luck, maybe I can flag down a cop. He's not too busy with his radar gun. Book him, Dano. Boom. That's it, isn't it, folks? Boom. Isn't that it? That's where we are. So, uh, they're only going to tighten the screws on us more and more. They're only going to, they are, we heard in Dinesta Souza's video where the guy said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. So they come and they arrest Isaac Yoder. They slap four crimes on him. None of them did he do and ruin his life. Bill Dunphy, show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Hey, Clay, they can find one on you. Didn't you, hey, didn't you say something bad? Clay, hey, wait a minute. Didn't you say something bad about Joe Biden? Uh, didn't, didn't you, Clay? Uh, I think you did, Clay. Hey, hey, Betty, was that you out there on that street corner, Betty, holding that sign? Don't you know that we have a law against holding signs that upset Betty? You understand that, Betty? Huh? Better get you a lawyer, Betty. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Policing the law abiding. Yeah, they don't care about, see, they want to codify into law. Girls who get pregnant because they got drunk and they went out and screwed and had a baby and now they want to murder the baby. That's legal. That's legal. Running a red light, not so much. Not so much. Uh-uh. Not coming to a complete stop at a, at a stop sign. Are you kidding me? Go ahead, Vinny. Well, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned all that, but uh, this guy, Jamal Bowen, uh, Bowman, uh, pulled a fire alarm in Congress to mess with a vote. And somehow they're, they're, they're playing every possible game to get him off from being responsible for what he did. Vinny, that was an insurrection, wasn't it? Wasn't that an insurrection? Insur- it was a insurrection. It's ridiculous. Huh? 
It's, it is. He didn't do anything different than the J6ers did. He disrupted a, what What do they call it, an official business? Didn't he disrupt an official business, Vinny? I think he did. Sure he did. But you got to understand, folks, this, do, you, do, you, do you not realize that this is where it's going? This is going. And do you understand this? That many of the people that you go to church with think Bill Dunphy deserved to be arrested? Many of the people you go to church with think Isaac Yoder should be in prison? You, you get that, right? Because we have been trained to obey the government. Obey the government. And most people have not yet woken up to the fact that Lucifer owns the government. Boom. <laughs> we hope the church doesn't get it. Why? Hey, Randy, comes back to kingdom, man. Comes back to kingdom stuff. <laughs> we don't want to expand his kingdom. We want to live under the rule of Lucifer because there's a separation between the church and the government, which is owned by Lucifer. So the church has one set of rules. We're the seed of the woman, and the government is the Luciferians. They're the seed of the serpent, and we're li- living under the power of the seed of the serpent. Even though Jesus said, all power is given unto me, it is finished. Go teach everybody to behave. And the church says, we'll be out of here soon. We'll be out. Don't worry about it. We'll be out of here soon. Go ahead, Kevin. So show me the crime, show me the man, and I'll show you the crime. Do you remember yeah. where that quote came from? Do you remember who yeah. said that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that came from Stalin's head of the police state. You show me the man, and I'll show you the crime. Right out of the Soviet Union. And don't think for a second that the, the, uh, the, the name Patriot Act wasn't intentional. Oh, it was for the Patriots. Just give it about 20 years. Yeah, amen, amen. So let me finish on this one. A little bit of harsh language, okay? Anybody remember 911? I do. Anybody wearing your George Bush hat? Huh? Go Bush, go Cheney. Anybody out there doing that? Huh? They're the good guys. Woo! Woo! Go GW. Uh, people out there in the uh, they're terrorists, they're going to hear from us soon. Those terrorists are going to hear from us. So, you ready? Sitting down? You ready? Plug your ears. You may hear a dirty word here. This was in 2003. President Bush, you lied about weapons of mass destruction. One million Iraqis are dead because you lied. My friends are dead. You lied about Iraq being a threat. You sent me to Iraq in 2003. You killed people. Play it. Mr. Bush, when are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you lied? You lied about weapons of mass destruction. You lied about connections to 9-11. You lied about Iraq being a threat. You sent me to Iraq. Boom. See you tomorrow.